2 Kings chapter 21, Manasseh's reign over Judah. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king and he reigned for 55 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Hephzibah. He did evil in the sight of the Lord and committed the same horrible sins practiced by the nations whom the Lord drove out before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places that his father Hezekiah had destroyed. He set up altars for Baal and made an Asherah pole, just as King Ahab of Israel had done. He bowed down to all the stars in the skies and worshipped them. He built altars in the Lord's temple, about which the Lord had said, Jerusalem will be my home. In the two courtyards of the Lord's temple he built altars for all the stars in the sky. He passed his son through the fire and practiced divination and omen reading. He set up a ritual pit to conjure up underworld spirits and appointed magicians to supervise it. He did a great amount of evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger. He put an idol of Asherah he made in the temple, about which the Lord had said to David and to his son Solomon, This temple in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, will be my permanent home. I will not make Israel again leave the land I gave to their ancestors, provided that they carefully obey all I commanded them. The whole law my servant Moses ordered them to obey. But they did not obey, and Manasseh misled them, so that they sinned more than the nations whom the Lord had destroyed from before the Israelites. So the Lord announced through his servants, the prophets, King Manasseh of Judah has committed horrible sins. He has sinned more than the Amorites before him and has encouraged Judah to sin by worshipping his disgusting idols. So this is what the Lord God of Israel has said. I am about to bring disaster on Jerusalem and Judah. The news will reverberate in the ears of those who hear about it. I will destroy Jerusalem the same way I did Samaria and the dynasty of Ahab. I will wipe Jerusalem clean just as one wipes a plate on both sides. I will abandon this last remaining tribe among my people and hand them over to their enemies. They will be plundered and robbed by all their enemies because they have done evil in my sight and have angered me from the time their ancestors left Egypt right up to this very day. Furthermore, Manasseh killed so many innocent children, he stained Jerusalem with their blood from end to end, in addition to encouraging Judah to sin by doing evil in the sight of the Lord. The rest of the events of Manasseh's reign and all his accomplishments as well as the sinful acts he committed are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Judah. Manasseh passed away and was buried in his palace garden, the garden of Uzar, and his son Amon replaced him as king. Amon's reign over Judah. Amon was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned for two years in Jerusalem. His mother was Meshulameth, the daughter of Haruz from Jotbar. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, just as his father Manasseh had done. He followed in the footsteps of his father and worshipped and bowed down to the disgusting idols that his father had worshipped. He abandoned the Lord, God of his ancestors, and did not follow the Lord's instructions. Amon's servants conspired against him and killed the king in his palace. The people of the land executed all those who had conspired against King Amon, and they made his son Josiah king in his place. The rest of Amon's accomplishments are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Judah, 
He was buried in the tomb in the garden of Uzar, and his son Josiah replaced him as king. 2 Chronicles chapter 33, Manasseh's reign. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned for 55 years in Jerusalem. He did evil in the sight of the Lord and committed the same horrible sins practiced by the nations whom the Lord drove out ahead of the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places that his father Hezekiah had destroyed. He set up altars for the Baals and made Asherah poles. He bowed down to all the stars in the sky and worshipped them. He built altars in the Lord's temple about which the Lord had said, Jerusalem will be my permanent home. In the two courtyards of the Lord's temple he built altars for all the stars in the sky. He passed his sons through the fire in the valley of Ben-Hinnon and practiced divination, omen reading and sorcery. He set up a ritual pit to conjure up underworld spirits and appointed magicians to supervise it. He did a great amount of evil in the sight of the Lord and angered him. He put an idolatrous image he had made in God's temple about which God had said to David and to his son Solomon, This temple in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, will be my permanent home. I will not make Israel again leave the land I gave to their ancestors, provided that they carefully obey all I commanded them, the whole law, the rules, the regulations given through Moses. But Manasseh mid-led the people of Judah and the residents of Jerusalem, so that they sinned more than the nations whom the Lord had destroyed ahead of the Israelites. The Lord confronted Manasseh and his people, but they paid no attention. So the Lord brought against them the commanders of the armies of the king of Assyria. They seized Manasseh, put hooks in his nose, bound him with bronze chains, and carried him away to Babylon. In his pain, Manasseh asked the Lord his God for mercy and truly humbled himself before the God of his ancestors. When he prayed to the Lord, the Lord responded to him and answered favorably his cry for mercy. The Lord brought him back to Jerusalem, to his kingdom. Then Manasseh realized that the Lord is the true God. After this, Manasseh built up the outer wall of the city of David on the west side of Gihon in the valley to the entrance of the fish gate and all around the terrace, he made it much higher. He placed army officers in all the fortified cities in Judah. He removed the foreign gods and the images from the Lord's temple, and all the altars he had built on the hill of the Lord's temple, and in Jerusalem, he threw them outside the city. He erected the altar of the Lord and offered it peace offerings and thank offerings. He told the people of Judah to serve the Lord God of Israel, However, the people continued to offer sacrifices at the high places, but only to the Lord their God. The rest of the events of Manasseh's raid, including his prayer to his God and the words the prophets spoke to him in the name of the Lord God of Israel, are recorded in the annals of the kings of Israel. The annals of the prophets include his prayer, give an account of how the Lord responded to it, record all his sins and unfaithful acts, and identify the sites where he built high places, and he directed Asherah poles and idols before he humbled himself. Manasseh passed away and was buried in the palace. His son Ammon replaced him as king. Ammon's reign. Ammon was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned for two years in Jerusalem. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, just as his father Manasseh had done. 
Amon offered sacrifices to all the idols his father Manasseh had made and worshipped them. He did not humble himself before the Lord his father Manasseh had done. Ammon was guilty of great sin. His servants conspired against him and killed him in his palace. The people of the land executed all who had conspired against King Ammon, and they made his son Josiah king in his place. Psalm 71 In you, O Lord, I have taken shelter. Never let me be humiliated. Vindicate me by rescuing me. Listen to me. Deliver me. Be my protector and refuge and stronghold where I can be safe. For you are my high ridge and my stronghold. My God, rescue me from the power of the wicked, from the hand of the cruel oppressor. For you are my hope. O sovereign Lord, I have trusted in you since I was young. I have leaned on you since birth. You pulled me from my mother's womb. I praise you continually. Many are appalled when they see me, but you are my secure shelter. I praise you constantly and speak of your splendour all day long. Do not reject me in my old age. When my strength fails, do not abandon me. For my enemies talk about me. Those waiting for a chance to kill me plot my demise. They say, God has abandoned me. Run and seize him, for there is no one who will rescue him. O God, do not remain far away from me. My God, hurry up and help me. May my accusers be humiliated and defeated. May those who want to harm me be covered with scorn and disgrace. As for me, I will wait continually and will continue to praise you. I will tell you about your justice and all day long proclaim your salvation, though I cannot fathom its full extent. I will come and tell you about the mighty acts of the Sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your justice, yours alone. O God, you have taught me since I was young, and I am still declaring your amazing deeds. Even when I am old and grey, O God, do not abandon me until I tell the next generation about your strength and those coming after me about your power. Your justice, O God, extends to the skies above. You have done great things. O God, who can compare to you? Though you have allowed me to experience much trouble and distress, revive me once again. Bring me up once again from the depths of the earth. Raise me to a position of great honour. Turn and comfort me. I will express my thanks to you with stringed instrument, praising your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing praises to you accompanied by a harp, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy, yes, I will sing your praises. I will praise you when you rescue me. All day long my tongue will also tell about your justice. For those who want to harm me will be embarrassed and ashamed. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, a living letter. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? We don't need letters of recommendation to you or from you, as some other people do, do we? You yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everyone, revealing that you are a letter of Christ, delivered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on stone tablets, but on tablets of human hearts. Now we have such confidence in God through Christ, not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as if it were coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who made us adequate to be servants of a new covenant, not based on the letter, but on the Spirit, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. The Greater Glory of the Spirit's Ministry 
But if the ministry that produced death, carved in letters on stone tablets, came with glory so that the Israelites could not keep their eyes fixed on the face of Moses because of the glory of his face, a glory which was made ineffective, how much more glorious will the ministry of the Spirit be? For if there was glory in the ministry that produced condemnation, how much more does the ministry that produces righteousness excel in glory? For indeed, what had been glorious now has no glory because of the tremendously greater glory of what replaced it. For if what has been ineffective came with glory, how much more has what remains come in glory? Therefore, since we have made such hope, we behave with great boldness, and not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from staring at the result of the glory that was made ineffective. But their minds were closed, for to this very day the same veil remains when they hear the old covenant read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. But until this very day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their minds. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is present, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled faces, reflecting the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another, which is from the Lord, who is the Spirit.' 